that is something that I felt I was judging myself probably as a new mum. I thought I had to have everything together. If I wasn't up and dressed my makeup on by day three, people would judge me that I wasn't coping. Um, that is so changed. The message is so shut the door from the world, only have visitors when you're ready, get to know your baby, get into the nice feeding routine and cuddle your baby. There's no such thing as spoiling them. That's another massive thing, Lucy. Yeah, I yeah. thought if Auntie Brenda was holding my baby for longer than an hour, that was it. It was all out the window. She was never going to sleep on her own. And it's allowing yourself a bit of grace, allowing that... Welcome to the Sleep Nanny podcast. We're here to serve as your parenting partner, your sanity saver, and bring you a healthy dose of wholesome conversation with guests and experts to make the minefield of parenting more joyful and less overwhelming. Hey, and welcome back to the Sleep Nanny podcast. I am delighted today to be joined by a fellow Lucy, Lucy Piper, who is the presenter at The Baby Show. Um, and we've met several times at the show. And Lucy has the unique uh, experience, not only as a mother, but being at the show over all these years, speaking to so many experts and having so much exposure to the amazing product services everything, all things babies and parenting, um, that she's uniquely positioned to share some amazing insights with us today. So Lucy, welcome to the show. Oh, hello, Lucy. It's lovely, lovely to see you again. I always love seeing you at the show. Oh, me too. We had such great chats and I know we could talk all day long. Um, but yeah, I'd love to delve in today, Lucy, to some of the um, really the things that you've seen and learned and gained because our children are a similar age aren't they they're kind of early teens now uh, which is scary um, but we speak to so many brand new parents first time parents and you know there's, there's just been so much evolution in the time yes. since we had our little ones um, so yeah I would love to just explore that a little bit like some of the sure. things we've seen that you know weren't around when we had babies that are now absolutely and the that are there. so like yeah what yeah yeah so if you were if you're a new parent there is a show you need to attend you might have heard about it or seen it it's called the baby show it happens four times a year um we're at excel in march we're going to be at birmingham nec in may we've got manchester in june and then we're at olympia in october it is the most wonderful place to come along with you, your partners, your parents, anyone that's going to be your village, if you like, raising your little one, all come along. It's a wonderful shopping experience. All the big brands are there. <clears throat> you can um, have a browse, maybe choose your pram. It's a lovely day out, but there's this huge platform, um, the stage. And on that stage is where we have all the amazing experts, including you, lovely Lucy. <laughs> and we, we talk about sleep. We talk about birth. We talk about um, coming home with the baby. Um, we talk about actually, you know, those early days with baby and all sorts. It's a packed schedule. We have some lovely um mums that join us that you will have seen on your instagram and in the celebrity world we often have some famous faces join us it really is the most wonderful day out and 
what's wonderful over the years is how many uh, new parents, expectant parents come along and join us there and are eager to know and be empowered with all this knowledge that these experts have. And I've had the privilege of 20 years hosting that stage, uh, pre-children all the way through having my children. And now I'm just really passionate about helping new mums, getting over all the knowledge that we have, speaking to all these experts and making that journey from having your baby, raising your children as happy as it can be. I love that. 20 years. That's lots of expertise. You must be (laughs) very well informed. And I think... You know, I, I mean, I love I love being there and I also love listening to other speakers as well, because there are um, constantly new new research, uh, also new innovative services as well. The things that um, we parents often come up with out of experiences that we have as parents. So, yeah. for instance, some of the products that I see um on sale in, in at the show that are made by parents who you know had this challenge or this frustration I thought well I could, I've got a really good solution for the, the inventions that are like wow that's an amazing solution to that problem and this the stories behind some of these brands are, are, are fascinating yeah. um and if you I are, love a baby product yeah. I'm still obsessed yeah still obsessed yeah. with a new baby product how it can and help it, like you said solve problem yeah. solving Exactly. And, and lots of things that weren't that weren't there, but the, the fast pace in which these things have um, popped up since we had our, our babies, um, there are so many things to help make it easier. Yes. Um, and it can also be a minefield for parents going, oh, gosh, do I need this or this or this one or that one? And I've heard good things about this thing and not about that. Oh, my gosh, yes. it's confusing. But actually, at the show, you get to speak to the creators you get to you know actually feel and touch and and really immerse yourself in that and that's one of the things I love um, yeah about being I there. think so I think and there's so much from from when we had our babies Lucy my eldest is now 18 believe it or not my youngest is 14 <gasps> I know I know young lady herself now but the difference wow. um the social media is huge I think it's lovely yeah. because there's a place where you can go and find your community and be reassured that you're not the only one with the, the certain worries but actually can be overwhelming because there is so much choice so much advice you're not too sure where to start and um, when it comes to products I think uh, we go back to basics you know making sure baby's got clothes making sure they've got somewhere safe to sleep uh, feeding equipment but what I've learned, Lucy, I think, and I'm sure you'll feel the same, is when we had our babies, I, I didn't know anything about what they're calling the fourth trimester. Mm. This is quite a new word. Yeah. And it's really, I hope this will really help new mums, new parents, that those early days, the 12 weeks when you come home with baby, you're creating you're going from womb life to room life, as one expert yes. says. So making it cosy and warm and quiet, and you're just getting to know your baby. You're not having to throw them into the pram and dash out to these brightly lit malls and be up and dressed, makeup on, loading the dishwasher. You absolutely don't. And I think that is a lovely, because that is something that I felt I was judging myself probably as a new mum. I thought I had to have everything together. If I wasn't up and dressed with my makeup on by day three, people would judge me that I wasn't coping. Um, That has so changed. The Mm. message is so shut the door, 
from the world, only have visitors when you're ready, get to know your baby, get into the nice feeding routine and cuddle your baby. There's no such thing as spoiling them. That's another massive thing, Lucy. Yeah, I yeah. thought if Auntie Brenda was holding my baby for longer than an hour, that was it. It was all out the window. She was never going to sleep on her own. And I got, oh, did you feel like that, Lucy, all those years ago? Yeah, I do remember that feeling of, um, well, I mean, some of it is excitement because you want to go out mm-hmm. there and, and be, you know, be the mum and try out your new pram. And I think there of is an course. element of that. But I do um, remember feeling like, okay, right, so I'm now a mum. This is my baby. Um, I signed up to way too many um like baby groups and classes that I was getting frustrated going okay hold on I've got to get back from the 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 sign um baby signing like to yeah. then I need to somehow fit a feed in because then we have swim lessons and it's like it, crazy schedules thinking that I needed to do all the things but actually yeah you're right I, I would have loved a bit more of that messaging around snuggle in make your nest and enjoy and indulge because um, and, and that is much more talked about now. Um, it is. Yeah, it's... Um, I think the, the message of not only is a baby born, but a mum is born. Yes. You are transitioning and it's allowing yourself a bit of grace, allowing that recovering from the labour and reflecting yeah. and because it, it's huge what you've just done. And, and And these are the messages now that I feel are really certainly at the baby show and I'm so pleased that we talk about the mother's mental health a lot more I I remember Lucy um it wasn't spoken of and I remember I'd not long had Phoebe so we are going back 18 years and someone touched upon feeling overwhelmed and low and my eyes tinged with tears I was on the stage I was presenting and it struck a chord with me and I felt very emotional but it wasn't something that was spoken of and I was <clears throat> and carry on. But now we do whole talks on this. Yeah. And I just think it's so brilliant because I just felt a bit alone. I was the only mm. one that perhaps wasn't finding it as easy. I adored my little girl more than anything. I was part of the trouble because I was obsessed by her. I wanted to do everything perfectly. Um, and I feel now that we're, we're, we're really cocooning and embracing our new mums and telling them it's okay. And accepting that those kinds of feelings are normal, you know, that you, you, it, it's okay. And that that doesn't mean you're in some way broken. I think in the same sense that particularly in the UK, when you think, when you think about like mental health and therapy and, you know, for a long time, we've, I think, no, it's been quite, oh yes, in the USA, people have a therapist, it's completely normal. But in the UK, if you have a therapist, there's, you know, you must, there must be something wrong. You must be somehow you know, mentally unwell. And I think it's becoming more and more understood now in this country and, and probably further afield that actually um, looking after your mental wellness, you know, whether that be various forms of therapy or whatever it may look like, is actually a bit of a health hack. It's actually, um, it's goodness. It's like going to the gym. Yes. It's, it's like a mind workout or whatever it may be. You don't have to be unwell to look after your mental wellness and I think yeah. as new mums you know you, as you quite rightly said we you go through a, a huge thing giving birth is a huge thing no matter how it goes no matter how that process yeah. goes it's it is a huge thing and I think that 
to feel like there's a shake-up of hormones there's all sorts happening and you know if you you know if you have any sort of feelings that aren't all rainbows and unicorns that doesn't mean something's wrong with you it's completely acceptable and talking about it is is great and I think I almost think that I don't know anybody that didn't if they put their hand on their heart have some dips in feeling amazing the whole time like um yeah and it's I do think we've lived for a long time with that sort of stiff upper lip I'm okay soldier on everything's fine here um it doesn't need to be like that anymore that's not that's not healthy but I love that this is talked about I do too and 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 we're we're here talking about sleep and that was probably the biggest thing was because Mm. you've got sleep deprivation because Mm. you've not had a good night's sleep we know even when we're not raising children or the children are now older and they're not waking in the night um that, that when you don't sleep you feel you just feel awful you the, the world is a lot darker it, it's hard yes. so you you've got to add that on top of this huge life change and mm. um not and also the anxiety because you're looking after the, this this new little baby that you love so dearly and you've so wanted and you're frightened of getting it wrong it's that was suddenly this biggest responsibility mm. um as well so that's all compounded with the sleep deprivation it can get a little a little overwhelming I think and when you're in that place as well um there's that element of this is my life now this is it this is this is it forever and it's not it's it's going to change and evolve so much and so fast and so you know yeah sure that one tough week may have been awful but the following week oh, look, there's a new, something else has shifted, something else, okay, there's a new challenge, something else to learn, but actually that other thing, that's got easier and yeah, actually get into right. the flow. But I think when we first find ourselves, in, we, we think, that this is it. I'm never going to sleep more than three hours in a row. Totally. <laughs> and, that's fright- and that's frightening. It is. That can feel, that can feel quite frightening. And mm. you think it's down to you to fix it so they're now going on to the sleep thing and and I felt this big responsibility that back in those days there wasn't a lot of information about sleep I found that I followed this one book this one rule and if I didn't do that this was going to be my life you know I was Mm. going to never sleep again so with Phoebe my eldest I I absolutely followed this this book by the you know the Mm. absolute uh, words for words and I look back now and it did not have to be that way. But because mm. that was the only advice we were given, um, I followed that. Whereas with my son, I threw the book out the window and did the absolute opposite. And I wore him and I held him. And I don't, uh, so I went from one extreme to the other. And what I believe, Lucy, there's something in the middle, which I'm sure is what you're very good at. And all the experts that I talk to now, there's something in the middle. You can, you can get that lovely, gentle uh, sort of sleep practice in. It's that sort of lowering your expectations and, and it's practicing you and baby getting to know each other and practicing rather than this big swing I did from one extreme to the other. And I think that's why I'm passionate about helping you mums, because I've seen from the experts over the 20 years it can be very gentle you can feel completely comfortable with it you do not have to leave your baby to cry which nobody wants to do you don't have to and it's wonderful and i'm so thrilled 
that this is the information that the parents are getting now and getting that kind of support i think it's brilliant it's so reassuring and i think yeah there and, and i'm sure both of yours whichever you know <laughs> approach you took i'm sure they're both absolutely fine now and it's all and it's all good but how nice to uh, not have to go through that feeling of of confusion or or almost like yeah if I do this if I or if I don't do this I'm gonna in some way damage them or not get it right we all want the absolute best for them um growing up and I think likewise if it's it's knowing why as well with sleep it's knowing well why like you do not have to do anything around sleep if you don't want to and everything's fine for you because in some situations you just get into a good routine and it just seems to work for you and everything's fine and everybody's getting all the rest that they need and everyone's perfectly happy and perfectly healthy so don't worry like just carry on because you've obviously just got it right for you for you that works mm. um whereas in other situations no matter what we seem to do something's just not working and if that leaves a a parent in a, a terrible state of exhaustion that's you know not only impacting on their own health but on their ability to um parent to the best of their ability it's mm. also going to be impacting the little one's health and development and, and well-being and and so if you do feel like it's not quite where you'd like it to be that's also perfectly normal perfectly okay and something that you can look at and see what you could tweak to make things better for everyone. And I think yes. it's, it's kind of just knowing that that's all we're really talking about when it comes to improving sleep. It's not, right, we're going to sleep train. You're going to have to leave your child to cry I for at least 10 minutes word, and not it? respond to them. I, think that's, I know it is, it's that word. It's got that kind of taboo, but yet we potty train and we have training wheels on a bicycle and you, all these other things that we do. I actually think though, particularly in the work that we do, uh, I try and like shift the language slightly, but not so much that we're trying to pretend it's something else, but shifting the language around that, because actually you don't really, you know, treat the child and, and the sleep consultants, you know, we run the sleep nanny franchise and our consultants out there, they're not, they're not going into people's homes and training babies or children to do anything. Mm. They're actually coaching and working with the parents to help them with the strategies that they use, the parenting strategies that they use to help them to make sure that that is positively conducive to helping the little one develop really healthy sleep and not inadvertently, accidentally um, hindering that development. Because sometimes mm. the things we do that we think might help, we're hindering. We're like, my child won't stop crying. It's like, actually, it's because I'm, you know, I'm trying to do this so much and they're actually overstimulated and they actually are, are like, they don't mm. want me to do that. So it's it's actually parent coaching. That's really what it it's about. Um, and I, I love that because it's an opportunity to learn the yeah. things that we don't otherwise know. We don't know. They don't come with a manual. They don't come we didn't, with that. We've never done this before. No. You know, you've, never, you've never done this before. The babies arrive not knowing day from night. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think that it's... It's a uh, minefield. The problems that seem to come up, Lucy, this might be a good thing to ask you as you're here. The problems that come up time and time again that I hear on the stage are things like... Um, getting your little ones to be independent sleepers not feeding to sleep rocking to sleep shushing to sleep that seems to be and i remember it very very well 
how do we how do we make them become independent sleepers mm. without calling out for you as soon as because if they fall asleep on the boobie and then wake up and they're suddenly in their crib they're gonna cry for mummy aren't they of course they are they're yeah. not where they went to sleep yeah I'd and be that's scared if that happened to me yeah yeah <laughs> and if you imagine as well like you you described the fourth trimester they've gone from being very kind of tightly wrapped and closely held in in the womb where there are sounds white noise um movement all the time to completely still on some form of mattress um, with space around them and it's all mm. completely alien and so we you know they're going to say help I don't know what to do here I need some assistance and that yes. is what they need and crying is a form of communication so the objective isn't to end crying because they're supposed to do that it's about mm. learning to respond to those cries and in a way that's helping um, and, and supporting mm. them and sometimes they do need a pick up and a cuddle and a little rock or a little mm. lullaby and some soothing like all those natural instincts that we have and sometimes that's exactly what they need but I think mm. I suppose the differentiator and I mean this is it's completely individual with every family um and every situation but I suppose the overarching sort of differentiator is if those things are constantly used as a means to get to sleep and back to sleep then they're not being given the the room to develop that mm. um now not is skill but i i know some people don't like that idea of like developing that skill but it's actually to, to develop the the confidence around or the the feeling safe and secure about mm. and and adjusting to that sensation of falling to sleep because mm. when they feel that sensation, and it could be with you right there and, and soothing them, but when they feel the sensation of falling asleep, then it becomes a familiar, like you said, practice. And then they're yeah. like, oh, I've got this. So we can support mm. our little ones in the development of that so that when they're ready, they can settle independently to sleep and back to sleep. We can support them with that development process. It's not yeah. all or nothing. It's not they have to fall asleep on the boob or I have to put them down, walk away, ignore them and leave them to cry. Like yeah, it's there's not something it, in the middle, isn't yeah. there? It's very gentle. Yeah. It's teamwork. Absolutely. It's teamwork. And yeah. you know, and I do liken this to all the other things we teach them, you know, from weaning to potty training to learning to ride a bike. Like we don't just suddenly go, right, that's it. I'm not going to do that for you anymore. I'm taking this away. Off mm. you go. We it's a process. It's gradual, yeah. and we help yes. them along. We show them. Yeah. We role model. We give them a little chance to do it, and then we you oh. know it's a it's a team. It's effort. quite joyous. It's quite joyous when you start seeing. I do remember that. I don't know if you did this, Lucy, or anyone listening or is already doing this, but I found this really good. Was just this little routine, even if it was just a set song or yeah. a set lullaby. And then and I did exactly the same thing with them. And I found, yeah. well, I loved it. I knew what I was doing. I thought, right, now we have a bath. Now we put the shutter down. Now we sing this song. Now we, and you just, that was massive, that little yeah. routine. Even my husband remembers it. He said to me the other night, do you remember that song? You know, because he had the routine down because yep. it was his turn to do it. I was like, you absolutely need to do this and she needs this and she needs this. This is a little sleep support trigger or whatever with word you use. Yeah. This is another yeah. little sleep, um, what do you call it? Like a, a cue. Sleep. It's like a cue, cue isn't it? That's the yeah. word. Yeah. Sleep cue for them. Yeah. And uh and it was and it was lovely actually. And and 
And as you see them lull into a sense of relaxation as you do the sleep cues, that's wonderful. You feel so proud of them and yourself. <laughs> and yourself. And we see it as well when we, um, so sometimes parents will send us like um, a clip of their baby monitor, their video monitor or something. And that satisfaction when you see a little one, you know, a baby in their cot on, on the camera, um, wake up, which we all do. That's normal. Humans do that. We wake in sleep that's normal I wake up and you'll see them like the little eyes flicker and they look around and they might utter a couple of noises or something and then they might shift a bit and then they go back to sleep and wow. when a parent sees that they often share that with us because they're like look look at this and they're like wow. they're totally happy and they've managed to go mm, I know that I'm safe here um, this is all good, I'm comfortable. And if I need something, I have a caregiver that will come and meet that need. Um, and they, and it's, it's instilling that secure attachment, trust and confidence mm. in them. And that that is achievable younger than a lot of us think. We think that, oh yeah, but they can't do that till they're toddlers or beyond. And it's like, not true. They can do that mm. really early on. It's just supporting them in the development of that not mm, not amazing. just you know oh I'm gonna do it all for them and then I'm gonna take it all away <laughs> no, sure yeah you know. doesn't work like that does it no. the other question we get asked a lot Lucy is that comes up time and time again in our sleep talks at the baby show is early wakings yes um, I was talking to someone at work the other day and her little one is sort of 4 a.m 5 a.m and she said if I could just get to six it's still early but I'll accept six but yeah. um six is yeah good. That, that's that, yeah, six is good, um, but four, five is still night time. Yeah. Um, that comes up time and time again, Lucy, that question. Yeah. That seems to be a tricky hurdle. It is, and, and quite often, I mean, there is a certain amount of wiring. There is a certain amount of genetic wiring as to whether we're an early bird or not, and that that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, and some little ones will, you know, no matter what you do, they're going to have their kind of wake up time. But I will say reassuringly that you can get that to be six. It doesn't need to be earlier than six, but you're right. Earlier than six is nighttime, can be six. So if you're not getting to six as your minimum, um, I would be looking at a few things to do with that routine because there's a good chance that somewhere there's something a little off track for them at that developmental stage, which is why you could have it great for a while and then you start to get these early wakes. It could be environmental, so it can be noise, <coughs> light, those kinds of things that are waking them, but it can also be routine and it, it can leave them in either stages of sleep or cycle that are causing them to be awake at that point and then they're not able to resettle. Mm. Um, it can be, so the kind of the, the classic sort of kind of phrases that, oh, well, it's overtiredness that causes that, but that's a bit vague. And so actually if we drill deeper, we'll see, well, why? But yeah, typically it's kind of strange, but when we're really tired, we do tend to wake up and we're like, bing, really early. And it's like, how? Mm. I'm really tired. Surely I would sleep longer. But my 11 year old did that literally just this week. And I was like, you normally sleep longer. You're up really early and mm, you had training last night. You got to bed a bit late. You, you're probably more tired. And it's like, yep, yeah, awake mm. being like, yeah, there is, there is a bit of a, a chemistry that's going on um, mm. there. But it's, the, I think the hardest thing with that is so often as parents instinctively, we think, oh, waking early, need to go to bed a bit later then. 
and that's yeah. the like the knee-jerk reaction isn't it it's the kind of the common sense reaction but actually that's likely to perpetuate the problem so yes um yeah yeah that's right and the other one and just thinking of the three biggest ones um when the babies are having their daytime naps they can't seem to get past 45 minutes it's like 35 45 minutes ping and yeah. we know that they probably need a nice hour hour and a half and yeah. you've worked really hard on settling them and yeah. sit down to have a cup of tea and then five they're... minutes <laughs> that's yeah. common as well is that the thing to do with the sleep cycles Lucy? it is and actually newborns that's that's fine like they're not probably going to sleep longer than that and that's acceptable like you would expect 45 mm. minutes in a wake up and that's okay but once they are sort of six months and beyond you're right we want to see more like an hour and a quarter an hour and a half maybe depending on where we are but the 30 to 40 window where we do get that wake up and they wake up usually yelling because then and you're like oh no it's not like a little happy waking it's a ah. um and that usually means they're not finished sleeping so they've come they've gone into sleep they've gone into deep sleep they've come through they're in a lighter sleep stage and instead of finishing off the sleep cycle and then knitting it into another one which is quite a difficult thing to do and it yeah. takes practice um they, they're kind of like i call it like falling out of sleep they're like rousing and it's like oh no wait what and then they're, they're crying because they're actually saying well, well, I don't know how to get back to sleep. What do I do? I'm stuck. Help me. And where am I anyway? Because they didn't fall asleep there or whatever it might be. And so we go, oh, baby's awake and get them up. But actually, baby wants to go back to sleep. Can we help them? Is there something we can do to support yeah. that? And the um, the secret to that lies in practicing the the settling to sleep at the start of the nap and helping them to be that little bit more aware of where they're going and, and, and feeling the falling asleep sensations so that when they have those wakings, they're naturally going on into the next cycle. Subconsciously, they're not, you know, they're not aware of this, <laughs> but so that yeah. that naturally happens rather than getting stuck. Um, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. It's so fascinating. And it's it, and all these things, as I say, over the years, they come up time and time again. Yeah. So don't yeah. think if you're listening to this that you're the only one that has all these these uh, issues with your little one because it's very common, isn't it? It really is. And I, I have to say, I love that the attendance at the the talks at the baby show, you know, people come and they're listening and they'll ask their questions or even if they're just quietly there taking it all in. I have so much admiration for parents who... Um, who tool up with this kind of knowledge um, and, and get informed before the whirlwind um, happens, whether Very that's true. the first time, you know, it's a, it's a life-changing thing when a baby comes into your world, or whether it's an addition, because it's still going to shake things up a bit. But to actually, before you, you know, are going to have inevitable disrupted sleep for a little while to take this information in and to come and to listen and learn with and a clear head yeah and actually yeah. it can really stand you in great stead because then you you know what to expect you know that you know it's not it, it's normal and it's nothing to worry about but here are some things that you can do to just kind of cope well with that and 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 you know work with that process and it's really reassuring and we offer yeah. um, a certain amount of that on our app as well and so parents can mm. equip themselves with that before they even have a baby and I love that yeah, they do come along and 
Yeah, you have that bit of time, particularly for your first. I know it's a little bit more uh, of a busier time if it's your second or third babies, but if it's your first, it's all part of that lovely build up, that nesting time where you're yeah. uh, making all the plans and hopefully batch cooking some food away to just yeah. be thinking about this sort of thing. So you do know what to expect. So oh, I mm. do remember Lucy at the baby show saying that this might happen or or just knowing where to go if you need that help as well. Yeah. Thinking, right, that Lucy mentions an app or or there's there's, there's some sleep um, experts that can help me. Um, to my bastards that can come along and help me if I do need that sort of extra helping hand. In that it doesn't, a, a bit like we said earlier about our, you know, our mental well-being and everything, it doesn't have to be a crisis situation where it, you're in desperate, you know, something's desperately mm. bad or wrong and actually, you know, we can um, ask for help and get guidance to put us in the best possible stead, um, not wait until we're in a really difficult situation or sadly as I see when mums say okay I've been in my car and had a near accident with my baby I'm not in a good place I'm so exhausted and it's like don't wait for that tap on the shoulder um, from the universe mm. to say you really need to you know just it, it, you can if you feel like it could be better or even you don't even have a problem but you just want the that support and knowledge, I think it's a wonderful thing to equip yourself with, not just for sleep, with all the things. I wish I knew a lot more about yeah. nutrition birth, and, and yeah. yeah, or birth. Even like, birth, it, even birth itself. Huge, I yeah. wish I explored some hypnobirthing and things like that. I didn't get the chance, but um, mm. had I've come along and had I've known about these things, and I think it's wonderful that that information is all there. Um, yeah, so it just wasn't there power. when we, you know, there were some, when we had ours but there's so much more now and I think um not just information but stuff <laughs> there are some really great products that that help yeah. you that can support you even from the pillows that can make feeding easier the carriers that can make you know holding and my favorite babies yeah my yeah. sorry I interrupt you then no, Lucy, but I just jumped into my head yeah um that would have made a huge difference is now these wonderful next to me cribs yes we go right alongside the bed i was Amazing. getting out of the bed going yeah. over to the moses basket that was completely static there was no I was sort of shaking this moses basket <laughs> and that was exhausting just getting up and down the thought of it your baby if you've not seen this before if you're listening to this and you, you're not aware you can buy these they've got their own safe sleeping space right next to you so baby yeah. can absolutely be safe but yeah. their arms reach yeah. wow that I know. is a huge game changer it's isn't a it? game changer i would have 100 percent had something like that they so, didn't exist when we had ours did they and like what an evolution and yes new mums you don't know how lucky you are <laughs> having these things yeah. that we didn't have but it does make all of it so much more accessible but it also aids recovery for mum like you said you don't need to be getting up like some of us have all kind well there's all kinds of stitches and things that might go on and you, you just need to be resting and yeah, yeah. It's, it's wonderful that and the, having them really close to you but they're safe in yeah. their own little safe space yeah. but their arms length I just think is is wonderful so that that's really a great thing I think when it comes mm. to sleep and it I is. know we 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 could talk forever about swaddling and and the little yeah. um, grow bags that they can go in, the sleeping bags are wonderful. Yeah. 
They did have those in our day, the sleeping bags. They were great. They did. But even they've come a long way now with, you know, ones with the little footholds. So as they grow yeah. and they don't fall over if they're starting to stand up. And like even, and, and you know, the fastenings that the, the clever little ones that have learned to escape, they can't undo them. They, yeah. This is all, I believe, so much of this is parent-led where parents go, hmm, this product would be better if, and then they invent a modification. And, you know, it's, I, I love yeah, that about the, the the parenting industry, that we are, we're carving out. Yeah, it really is. It's, yeah, there's lots of helping hands out there. There really is, so you can enjoy and really be present and enjoy. There will be exhaustion. There'll be all sorts of feels, won't there, Lucy? Yeah, You'll be of course. happy one minute and then feeling overwhelmed the next. But as best you can yeah. enjoy because it is fleeting you you mentioned at the very top that every stage you feel like is this it is this forever then all of a sudden they change they grow a bit and that isn't a problem anymore but something else has cropped up yeah. and looking back uh, everyone says it goes quickly enjoy <sighs> it but that is real yeah, because <laughs> that it is does. a real thing because <laughs> yeah. it really does and yeah. what i'd give to have a day a couple of days with them as newborns again and sit on my sofa and watch Netflix. I'd I know, to. me too, me too. And I think I did and do try to appreciate every single stage and indulge in it because every, at every stage I'm like, I'm going to treasure this because this this moment, this, this phase isn't going to last long. Um, and so I do think I did that, but it, yeah, I'm the same. I would, a lot of times I think, oh, I'd love to go back to that that point and or just squeeze the little like cherubs now they're yeah. teenage yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, but then this is a brilliant stage too in its own <clears throat> in its own right and you know enjoying all the things that we can still do before they're all grown up and don't want to hang out with us anymore <laughs> it blows your mind you've created these little people and it's yeah. mind-blowing and it's a it's a real journey and I never yeah always feel like it's a great gift being a mum. It is. It really is a true <laughs> thing. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you and I really hope that for our listeners it's been um, inspiring and also reassuring that you know, there are so many tools, resources and kind positive people out there that are you know really here to help make it easier and and having conversations like this is is important I think and, and sharing these messages is so so important um I know that both you and I will be on that stage again um at the yeah, next show and we'd love to see as many of you there so any parents that are listening um that would like to come along we will put a link in the show notes so you can access all the information about coming to the show or one of the shows come and say hi come yeah. and say, listen to the podcast and come and say hello and, and obviously you'll be there with answering all the questions and yeah we look forward to meeting all the new and expectant parents absolutely can't wait thank you so much Lucy for being with us today. thank you for having me Lucy see you soon Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast app so that you don't miss a juicy episode. And if you want to find out more about how Sleep Nanny can help you or about becoming a sleep consultant franchisee, head over to the Sleep Nanny website 
on sleepnanny.co.uk. If you've enjoyed the episode today, please help us spread the goodness and share it with a friend and leave us a podcast review so that more people can benefit from the takeaways that make parenting feel a little lighter. See you for the next episode of the Sleep Nanny podcast. Thank you.